0: I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, focused. here we go, Real Church Matters, I'm Forrest Hall, this is Real Church Matters, where we talk Real Church Matters, because Real Church Matters, episode 116, The well. so, before we get started, let's get to housekeeping, I'm running, I'm running, so, you have this situation where you can search for Real Church Matters, wherever you are. Google, Apple Podcasts, which is its own app now, SoundCloud. Once you find us, because if you're listening, you found us, share it with somebody else. Share it with your friends, your family, your co-workers. Hello to all the loyal listeners. Please continue to write reviews, get five stars on, on Apple Podcasts. And, uh, just retweet it, repost it on your favorite social media outlets. Follow us on Real Church Matters on Instagram, Real Church Matters on Facebook, or Real Church MTTRS on Twitter. We appreciate all of your support. If you would like, if you're sitting and listening and saying, you know what, I really enjoy this. I really would love to support in another way. There is another way you can support me. Support Real Church Matters. You can go to Patreon. Slash Real Church Maps. You can go on there, make sure that you sign up, give a dollar, at least a dollar a month. That's $12 a year. And that money helps to offset the cost of running a podcast. And uh, it's greatly appreciated. It's greatly appreciated. So for those who already give, God bless you. May uh, the, the podcast provide you with something. That being said, it's obedience over audience Obedience over audience Don't forget, this time last year was Judgy Episode Part 1, that's episode 75 And then this time two years ago was episode 25 The Saint, The Sinner, The Obedient So make sure you, you uh, check out those podcasts I appreciate people who've been coming to me Telling me how much they enjoyed a certain podcasts I think uh, my nephew said He enjoyed the why you mad He even quoted a little bit from it So did my heart good He said he went back and listened to Jesus at the dark He said uncle you wild for that one So you know I, I appreciate that Hopefully out uh, in the wildness He got something out of it Man I'm just telling you Like for me It's just a blessing To be used I would rather be God's mouth somebody else's toy to use any old day of the week it's a blessing it's a blessing that's why it's obedience over audience that's why it's obedience over audience so with that being said episode 116 the well the well Uh, i i've been studying and i think i put on instagram like uh a week or so uh ago and i said jesus the living water hydrates where the world dehydrates and so you know I'm I'm I'm, I shared that because I was in the middle of studying something that I didn't even think I would teach or preach but I ended up teaching it yesterday I found it to be profoundly interesting I was so grateful to God because I had merely a a a smattering of scriptures that looked like the rantings of a lunatic on on a piece of paper uh with no structure how I would do it. And I just opened my mouth and some good things came out. But um, this is kind of an addendum to that lesson. There's some things that I didn't get to share that I want to share here. And so uh, starting off with Isaiah 48, verse 21. And it says, And they thirsted not when he led them through the desert. He's talking about the people of God. They thirsted not when God led them through the desert. Why? Because he caused the waters to flow out of the rocks for them. And when I was reading this, I, I, it immediately popped into my head that this is another symbolism. This is another moment to, to parallel to what has happened in the spirit and what has happened to us. He says he caused the waters to flow out of the rock for them. Who is our rock? Well, Jesus Christ is our rock, our sure foundation. He says he clave the rock also. Clave means that he broke it in two and waters gushed out. And just like he did with Jesus, Jesus was broken, his body broken for us. And waters gushed out. The Spirit of God rushed out. Love rushed out. Healing rushed out. Redemption rushed out. Glory rushed out. Salvation rushed out. So, in this, we understand more uh, what the water is. The water is God, His Spirit. And it rushes out and into our lives. And that's why He says in one scripture that out of us, will flow rivers of living water. And so that when we are going through in what we have deemed the desert, the world is the desert. When we are being led through the desert and we are being led through the desert, you want to talk about that? You go back to episode 115, uh, the Lord, my shepherd, we are being led. And when we're being led through the desert, he understands that the environment is not conducive To living. That's why there aren't many things that live in the desert. We have to realize that in this world, in this time that we live in, it is not conducive to living. Look at our lives. Look at how we function. This is why why we've made it to church. Why we found our way to church. Church is the well. We found our way there through trekking through deserts, parched and thirsty, Dehydrated and dying and desiring something from God. What I talked about yesterday was the, the, the parallel of the misunderstanding of while we came to the right place, we are not always seeking the right water. But I, from this perspective today, I want you to understand that it's The right place for you to be. And now let's look and understand why it is. Even more so. So in Psalms 1 and 3, it says, And he shall be a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. And I think that uh, the reason why there isn't a lot of people clamoring to the church, which is the well. We're not clamoring to the church thirsty for the living water. We're clamoring to the church thirsting for what we think will help us survive the desert. Not will help us make it through the desert. Uh, Let's make a point of that. Okay, so I'm going to say that again. We are coming to church and clamoring for things that will help us survive the desert and not help us make it through the desert. Some people really just want water so they can feel comfortable in the desert. They're fine here. Others are looking for water so they are sustained enough to make the journey through the desert. This is not our home. We're sojourners. We're travelers. We are not to stake our claim on this place this scorched earth, this desert, but we're supposed to sojourn and travel through it. You set up a tent here and there, but you understand this is not your home. And so I I just need water to, to get me through. I need water to sustain me as I make it through because I'm trying to get somewhere. So there's a Christian who is looking for to be sustained as he makes it through the desert to get to heaven. And then there's the Christian who comes to church and is trying to get water so he can have enough to set up shop in the desert because he's tired of walking anyway. He wants to make himself at home. And no matter how much water you got, the desert will never be home. And you'll never feel like you got enough water. And things won't grow there. And so when we look at the scripture, and I've shared the scripture before, he says, we are shall be a tree planted by the rivers of water. I, where I set up shop, where I plant myself, where I connect myself is important. I don't think that we're placing our roots in God. I don't think that we're setting up our home structure, our work structure, our mental structure. We're not setting ourselves up to be connected implanted in spirit. And one of the things that God shared with me, you know, at the end of the lesson yesterday was that we have to move a certain way when we're spiritually active. When we're spiritually active, we have to recognize that there are things that we're dealing with now that we can be susceptible to, that there aren't just good spirits, there are bad ones too. And when we delve in this place and we play with this the, these things, it's not for games. there's a lot at stake. There's people who are losing their minds, there's people who are sheerly going crazy, confused, bitter resentful. Upset with the church, upset with God, upset with themselves because they're confused and perverting the truth because they're just trying to get a sip, but they're not trying to plant themselves in the water. Trees don't need a sip, they need to be connected, planted, rooted by the water. You can't come and just get some and go on with your life. You can't call pastor for advice, and for tips, and then say, thanks, I got it from here. You can't pray to God when things go bad, and then go back to doing what you want when things go good. You have to be planted. Trees don't plant by the water, say, oh, I got enough now, and then go plant in the desert. They stay near the water. We're not understanding that our purpose is connected to our proximity to our power. If you're not connected to God, you're not rooted in God, if you're not rooted in his word, if you're not dealing in the spirit, if you're not spiritually active, come on guys, if you're not spiritually active, any day you can start to wither. Any day you can start to see the signs of no prospering in your life. You understand what what we're saying? Let, let Let me take it a step at a time. If you're not planted in the water, you will not produce fruit. What fruit are we talking about? We talk about love, joy, peace, long-suffering, meekness, kindness, gentleness, self-control, temperance, as it's called. You won't be able to produce these things. Try to produce them with no water. Come on, you've seen trees try to produce fruit with either little to no water. It changes the quality of the fruit. Your your love is dehydrated. Your peace is dehydrated. Your joy is dehydrated. Yeah, you got something there. But I'm going to tell you, it ain't looking too hot. It's kind of like how Cain was. You had something for God, but yeah, it's not good. It's not pleasing. It's not acceptable. Come on, you've been to the store before and you went to the produce section and you started feeling around and you're like, listen, they got to do better than this. This is not it. I know, you know, the sign says oranges. And I look down at the bin and these are oranges. But when I inspect them, when I feel them, when I check them, they are not the type of fruit that I would be willing to purchase. They're not the type of fruit I'd be willing to partake in. That's the unfortunate thing about church too, is that people are so hungry for anything that they'll take everything. And so there's people who are offering them damaged love. People are offering them damaged peace, damaged joy. Oh, he reads the scriptures. Does he, sis? Does he read the scriptures? We pray every night. We talk on the phone about the Bible all the time. Do you, sis? But let me tell you something. If this person doesn't reflect the fruits of Jesus Christ, then he might not be planted by the waters Jesus provided. He might have everything that looks according to the sign of Christianity. You might look within and see there is fruit there where you've dealt with men before who had no fruit there. But I want you to understand something. You need to be a better consumer. You need to be a wiser consumer. Whether in business, relationship, and everywhere in between, you should be looking for the fruits that God produced, even in others, like you should be looking for it in yourself. That's why it's important. I want you to understand it. The only way that you can make it through the desert without thirsting is that you are connected to the well. That's why I said he led them. In order for them to make it through the desert and not thirst, they had to be connected to the one that led them. They had to allow themselves to be led. They had to say, you know what? I'm going to stick close to him. Y'all been there before, especially before there was GPS. I think GPS makes some people feel like they actually know the way. I'm one of those people where I don't purport to act like I know the way. Just because I have a GPS doesn't mean I'm good with directions. It means I, I know the way, but I don't know the way. If you take away my GPS, I am now lost. I'm lost. Stop acting like you know the way. You take away my God, I'm lost. You take away his word, I'm lost. You take away his spirit, I'm lost. (laughs) Oh, I've been here before. Trust me, this is what y'all don't understand. It's good. It's easy for you to figure out directions to places you've been before. But where God is trying to lead you, you've never been before. Even if you're 50 years old, where he's taking you next is new. It might be the same location, same people, same situations, but different space. Where he's taking you next is always new. Ears haven't heard, eyes haven't seen, nor has it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared. So in order for you to be where you need to be, you need to be planted by the by the one who has prepared? Remember, he said, "Hey, I go to prepare a place." Everybody act like they know what Jesus is doing. Jesus told us what He's doing before He left. He said, "I'm going to prepare a place." He is not only preparing our destination; He's preparing the way to it. Peter, why? How do I know that? You know, because you know, can't just say stuff. Peter said after he said I'm going to prepare a place. Peter said, Hey, uh Jesus, I, I don't even know where we're going. How do we know the way there? If I don't know the destination, I don't know what it looks like. I don't know. How do I even know that we, we're on our way there? And he said, Listen, I'm the way. I'm the way. So he let us know. Not only am I the way, so I'm 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 if you had to connect with me, I know where I'm going. I, I got frustrated with somebody because they were hoarding information because they wanted they wanted control and it was annoying me. And I was like, can, can you just let me know? Oh no, 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 no. We're gonna I'm I'm gonna unveil it, you know. Da, da, da. Let me know. You're you're hiding information because you want me to be beholden when you could just give me the information and God God calm me down. He said, Listen. Part of humility is allowing yourself to be directed, and sometimes you get so caught up in wanting to know the way so you can just go at your own rate and speed that you no longer allowing yourself to be led because you don't. You may not like the rate or the speed in which the person leading you is going. That was for somebody. Might not. Might have just been for me. But the reality is, is that when you following somebody in a car and and you're relying on them to get you to a place or you're following them and they going 45 and a 55 and you like, listen, oh, my gosh, can they just give me the directions? I can get there much faster. I don't like having to to follow this person and go at their pace. That's the problem is that we don't want to be led by God because we don't like his pace. And when we recognize certain places that he's taken us, we automatically assume we know where he's going and try to say that we know a faster way. Stop it. Stop it. Be planted. Be planted. This is why, you know, a lot of us are frustrated with these analogies is because we don't have a green thumb. We don't enjoy gardening. We live in a world where we want things to happen quickly. When you're a gardener, you appreciate the beauty of time and what time produces. So you'll go plant the seeds, lay some soil or fertilizer over it. You'll go ahead and walk away from it, feeling accomplished, having seen no fruit or byproduct of your work, knowing that what you've done is doing the work. That's a special person. He's, that's why he, you know, he attributes, I, I believe Jesus attributes these things because he came from a time of agriculture, and we don't. Very little things are grown. And even when they are, they are scientifically enhanced, chemically uh, enhanced, uh, modified and mutated in laboratories. Even the seeds are. They can grow a a pumpkin with no seeds in it, a watermelon with no seeds in it. They can grow it to the specific size they want. They can even accelerate the rate of growth and produce more and quicker. They know how to manipulate Mother Nature. But one thing you can't do is manipulate God. Time is your friend. Stick to God. Stop trying to one hit a quit of him. Plant yourself to him. In time, the rivers of water will begin to work. They're working, but in time, they will start to bring forth his fruit. Not your fruit, his fruit. Some people plant themselves to the water of God so that they can produce their fruit. I connected myself to church so I can produce success in my life. I connected myself to church so I can produce happiness in my life. I connected myself to church so I can produce my form of peace in my life. My form of peace was make the voices stop. Some of those voices were telling me to do the will of God. I still wanted all of them to shut up. Make the voices stop. Give me a job. Give me a family. I want to... Believe it or not, I wanted a wife and a kid. I wanted a nice house, two cars, no pets, few kids. I wanted that. So I'm connecting myself to the water so that I can produce the desired fruit. But guess what? I'm just a tree. And I don't get to choose what type of tree I am. I just exist one day. And I won't know what type of tree I am until I begin to produce fruit. I just exist because I did not create the seed I came from. Nor did I plant the seed I came from. Nor did I tend to the seed that I came from. I just am the product of someone's planting. Someone's nurturing. And now I am. And I live or die by where I'm planted. Oh, man. And the reality is, is that we we want to produce our fruit, but we're not trying to produce his fruit, God's fruit. Yeah. Remember him? Remember the one that you kept trying to get to do things for you? And you didn't realize that he orchestrated your whole life So he can get something from you Come on now Come on now You didn't think he died for provision He died because he had a vision Provision is so that you can be sustained As you move through his vision Now why do you think you deserve provision when you are moving in a direction opposite of his vision. You are not what he envisioned, but you want his provision. That's not a tree planted by the water, because the tree planted by the water produces his fruit in his season, when he wants to, how he wants to, at his rate, his speed. It was funny yesterday, uh driving to church and Pouring down rain. And this guy is on his motorcycle just with a t-shirt on. And he's getting soaked. And I'm like, man, you know, he should have checked the weather. And charity, I was about to say my sister, but y'all know charity said the I checked the weather. The weather did not call for rain. And I said, Man, that's crazy. They usually at least are a little good at it. Um, especially when it comes to rain and stuff. So I, this morning I'm looking uh, at social media and the weather guy that I usually follow, he said, I'm so sorry that we did not catch this rain. It was a perfect storm of circumstances that we did not anticipate. Typically after we have a cold front, there is no way for clouds to accumulate in that great of a rate. Um, we, but we, We did not account for what was happening at the same time. And so we did not foresee. And neither did the computers that usually forecast. That's where they get forecast from. These computers produce simulations based on the the expectations of the environment and things like that. And even the computers did not output rain until a couple hours before it, it began. And it's one of those things where I think we don't control as much as we try to forecast. We don't control what's going to happen. We don't. The only person who is actually aware of what's going to happen is God. Because it's his season. You could try to forecast like, oh, usually around this time, business picks up it might be the time where God say, nah, business going to pick down. Business going to go the opposite now. Because it's his season. He deems how it is. Y'all keep trying to move in the way you think. Everything is not predictable. Even with the weather now, where well, you could call it global warming or whatever. Things are happening according to God's moving, God's power. Let's not be as presumptuous as to think that after... However many centuries we've been on this earth did us producing litter and trash can actually destroy the earth if it's not in God's will or power it doesn't mean we shouldn't be responsible and take care of what he's given us I'm just saying let's not be presumptuous as to think that we can affect things beyond his power but neither here nor there in his season God, sometimes he moves at two miles an hour, and other times he moves so fast, you want to tell him to hold up. Slow down. Hold up, God. I'm telling you, you'll always be able to keep pace when you're planted. You'll always be ready. It's scary, man. I, I literally felt so invigorated to not know what I was going to say, just to have scriptures and just talking. And letting God say whatever comes to me And I literally started talking about adult film stars All these things as I'm saying it I'm like Why am I saying these things I can easily know what's going to offend Or what's going to cause people discomfort And I would gladly avoid saying it But I've opened myself up to just be planted And let the fruit produce as God pleases in the time that he sees fit. Got to understand it. Got to understand it. You got to understand it. When you have intention for anything other than to be planted by God, you are asking for a fruit that he did not envision, that he did not plan. When your mind is on getting something, when you want it, you are not respecting his seasons. You're not, you're not tree planted by water so I can bring forth his fruit, how he wants it to look, whatever it's going to be. I can, I can like lemons all day and all of a sudden plopping out of me is oranges. I have to be good with it because I've relented and said, I'm more interested in being planted than what I produce. I have no say in what I produce. I do have a say in where I'm planted. I understand what uh, produces out of me when I'm not planted by the water. It looks like fruit, but it don't taste like fruit, and it don't it don't really nourish and don't don't please Him. And some of us are happy, even though our fruit look bad. We're happy because it's our fruit. Oh, man, you got you got to see what I did. It don't look that great. The problem is, is that you can't see past the fact that you did it. And you're so in love with you that you're in love with whatever you produce. And it, it creates a bias where you cannot fully understand what it is you're producing it is a far cry from what God has desired to be produced in your life. It just is. It just is. He did not die for you to just be a wife. He didn't die for you to be a husband. He didn't die for you to just be a boss or a manager or employee of the month. He did not die for you to have money in the bank. He did not die for you to have a 401k. He did not die for you to have stocks. The the most interesting thing is, is that wherever I focused myself to attain things, the minute I get it, I am always dealing with the reality it didn't change my heart. It didn't change how I felt about myself. It didn't change how I felt about the world. It didn't change how I felt about money. It didn't change anything. I thought my situation changing would change me, but it didn't. The situations don't change us, just change how we feel. But God changes us when we plant by the water. He's a blessed, a blessed, these people who are connected to me, their leaf shall not wither. There's so many things that I used to feel like I had bad luck. Everything I touched, I watched it die. I lived in a position of my life where it seemed like everything in my life was like snowflakes. I see it, I'd admire it, I'd envy it, I'd want it. And the minute I put my hands on it, it wasn't what it was before. It went from snowflakes to water. I didn't want water. I didn't pray for rain. I prayed for snow. Y'all know what I mean? I didn't want a lazy husband. That's not what I pray for. But as soon as I touch this man that I wanted, he no longer looks like the man I wanted. As soon as I touch this woman I wanted, she no longer looks like the woman I wanted. As soon as I touch this job I wanted, it no longer is the job that I wanted. It's still what it is, but it's not in the form that I desired it in. Oh my God. Come on, because snow is water. But you wanted your water a certain way. In order for it to remain a certain way, it had to stay in the environment and the settings that it was in. The minute it connected with you, it withered. It withered. See, God can't entrust you with things because you don't keep the same environment he does. So it withers. He can't trust you. He can't give you the blessings and and the things that he desires to give you. Because when he gives it to you, it changes. Your children are precious. Beautiful roses in God's garden. But when he pulls one of those roses and hands them to you, you don't have the same nutrients in your soil. So we watch children wither. We watch husbands wither. We watch families weather. We watch jobs weather. You did your job so bad that when they fired you, they closed the whole position. Watch money weather. Can't keep a job. That's the crazy part. Like, if you're a Christian and you have so many opinions about Christianity, you have so many opinions about God. And you love to wax poetic and philosophical and you love to challenge and critique and you love to debate, but you look at your life and it withers. No one will respect you. Everything you touch withers. You can talk about the water, but we know you're not playing it by the water you can you can wax poetic about the water you know i learned this about the water today the water of god is this and that and everybody looking at you just your your leaves are just falling off your 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 stems are are, are starting to curl your your petals are withering and falling and we like i i know what you're saying sounds good about the water and some of it doesn't i don't agree with it but I don't know if I should be talking with you about water as much as trying to find a way to plant your back in it. Come on, come on. We got to get into the water. Stop talking about it. Get planted. That's why Christians get frustrated and say, man, I'm tired of talking. I'm ready to be about it. No, 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 no. We need to teach. I need to teach. We need that because we need some Christians with some green thumbs. We need some Christians that are interested in helping plant people, not plant them in church, plant them near the water. That's deeper than signing a role. That's deeper than having a membership. We're trying to get you connected. We're trying to get you plugged in to where the water is so that you produce his fruit in his season. How he wants to, when he wants to And you no longer are withering away And everything connected to you is withering away I want to see marriages in full bloom I promise y'all I'm going to tell you that You're talking about how holy marriage is But your marriage is withering So how connected to holiness is it? Yeah, you got married But that's not what makes it pleasing to God What makes it pleasing to God is that this marriage is planted by the water. Oh, I got married, so now I'm in the the spiritual force field. And everything that I do, even if it doesn't glorify God, is protected under this force field. No. No. Enough of it. We got people talking about whether they can smoke weed. We got people talking about whether they can smoke cigarettes. We got people talking about whether they can drink. Listen, all you're talking about is everything but water. I know you're not planted by water because I know that you are planted by other things. Sustaining yourself by them. Feel like you can't leave without them. I know you say I could quit at any time. I could stop at any time. But when you do, you're sick. Because you, you just because you stopped doing something don't mean you started to be planted by the water. It's time to just talk about water. I don't want to talk, can you show me in the Bible where it say me and my wife can't have anal sex? You want to have anal sex? Y'all go ahead and do that. Jesus after dark. Y'all go ahead and do that stuff. At the end of the day, I want you to understand. Your focus lets us know where you are planted. it's like uh, if you you got to go at the right time you have to go at the right time to see sunflowers because every time you take a picture of some sunflower fields people show you when the sunflowers are their heads are lifted up and facing the sun but i'm gonna tell you it isn't long it's like a 3 to 4 week window it's like a 3 to 4 week window where those those sunflowers are shooting up at the sky and they're looking great and then all of a sudden they will start to hang down. The seeds have fully matured. They are heavy. They start to pull them down. The bees and all the insects have feasted on them. They don't look as nice. You get there at the wrong time and you like all those yellow petals are no longer fully yellow. They're starting to get singed by the sun, starting to look brownish. They're starting to shrink and wither. You got a small window of time because no matter what happens, the elements will finally get the best of these beautiful flowers. Come on, guys. You're withering because the elements are getting the best of you. The elements of this world, they're pulling away from you. I don't see why I can't do this. Then do it, but I promise you, if you do it and you are withering, and you may not know you're withering. I don't. I, I I can't go by you. I can only go by my eyes. My eyes. I see a withering person. And, I, and this ties in with the judgy episode. Based because I see it, I judge that you need my help. I judge that you need to hear the truth. I judge that you need to be planted in the water. I don't judge that you are done. I don't judge that you're condemned. I don't judge that you're a a lost cause. I judge that you are worth my cause. We got to get to the point where we stop talking about things that don't cause us to produce fruit and cause us to flourish, but causes us to produce a lacking fruit, our fruit in our time, and causes us to wither. Lastly, whatever he doeth shall prosper. Whatever he doeth shall prosper. This is is the, the important part, is that it's whatever I do I do these things with the intention for them to be great. But I, doing them does not make them great. It's what I do them in. When I do them planted in the water, I produce a fruit that pleases God. When I do them planted in the water, I produce a a thing that prospers, I produce a thing that prospers. I produce a thing that prospers. Do you know what that means? I produce something that lives beyond me. I produce something that has a life of its own. I produce something that doesn't even remain in the state that I let it go in. It continues to mature. It continues to grow. See, y'all got to understand something. A lot of times we do things and it lives in a vacuum. It doesn't add anything. It doesn't take away from anything. It just is. That's not prospering. Oh, look what I did. Yeah, I I see what you did, but what is it doing to the world? What is it doing to the kingdom? It's not about what you did. It's what, what you did is doing. That's why I'm careful about what the words that I say now. Because I realized that the words that I say are doing even when I'm done saying. That's why I'm careful about what I do. Because things are doing even after I'm done doing it. And I want things to prosper according to the scriptures. That means I want things to work for the good of God and his purpose. That's prospering. Prosper is not that you are able to enjoy life. Prosper is not that you have nice things. Prosper is not that you are able to vacation or you're able to have money to leave your children. Prosper is that your life and everything connected with you is constantly moving, building, growing, promoting enhancing edifying the kingdom of God oh trust me I understand that uh, just uh, for a second the scripture says that that bringeth forth his fruit in his season you you I know his means the person the tree or whatever but what I'm doing is flipping it because it's, it's bringing forth a fruit according to what it was designed to do, and it's bringing it forth in the season that it was designated for it. Don't take his as possessive, as in, it, no, it, it is my fruit. No, it's not your fruit. It's the fruit that has been given to you. You possess it through possession. You don't possess it through acquisition. You did not acquire this. You did not. You produced it because somebody produced it through you, by planting you. All right, I just had to make sure. Because I'm thinking things and I'm saying things, but I'm not always, uh, I'm like moving in a in another step ahead of it and skipping some steps. But sometimes you got to go back and show the work. And, and as we close out, bless it. Matthew chapter five and six says, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. I love this scripture because it kind of ties in a a, a very, uh, a very unfortunate flaw in the church. People come to church hungering and thirsting, but not after righteousness. And so they're not blessed. Jesus stated that these people were blessed because of what they hungered and thirsted after. Not who they hungered and thirsted after, what they hungered and thirsted after from them. We already know, y'all, just by the fact you come to church, I know that you're looking to God and Jesus and the church for something, but that's not what makes you blessed. It's what are you looking to them for? He says, blessed is the one who hungers and thirsts after righteousness. I promise you, you'll be filled. Promise you will. Promise you that I'm sharing the scripture because blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness is another definition for a tree planted by water. Oh, out for us. I want to be a tree planted by water. That's, that's a, that's a given. I'm down for that. I can hear my nephew now. He's listening. He's like, okay, I want to be a tree planted by water. How? Hunger and thirst after righteousness. See, the cool thing about a tree is just just they're alive. They don't look alive. It's hard to see the, the, the life of a tree, even in seeing the leaves and the fruit. It's hard to see that it's a living, moving, breathing thing until you go under the surface. And then you see these roots that are growing and moving through the dirt. And the cool thing about it, always reaching and grasping for their source of nutrient. So you'll see the, the tree that's planted by the water, all the roots will gravitate towards where the water is. It's, it's uncanny. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It, it's, it's just amazing. We have to get, I can tell what you want by where your roots are directed. Where your roots are directed. What's your roots? The cool thing is the roots of a tree look very much like the brainstem and the synapse and all of those things that are in our brain. They look like roots as well. Where's your focus? Where's your mind at? That's the part of you that gets planted. Where's your mind at? Don't tell me that you're a Christian. And your mind is connected and planted, your roots are leaning towards something other than God, something other than righteousness. let's let's qualify this. can't say these words and not help you. Righteousness is every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Righteousness is every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Is that where your mind is? And what God said, how much of what he said do you know? Is that what you're focused on? I'm going to tell you, when you're looking in the scriptures for what the scriptures do not say, you're not really focused on what the scriptures has said. Let me say that again. When you're focused and looking in the scriptures for what it didn't say, you're not focused and connected on what the scriptures do say. Get focused on what they do say. The, you know, the scriptures don't say I need to come to church every Sunday. No, it doesn't. But I, cl- I clearly see that your roots are more stuck in not coming to church than they are in coming to church. You know, the scriptures don't say, like, you can't live with somebody that you really love even though you're not married to them. The scriptures don't say this stuff outright. I can clearly see that your, your roots Of your mind is more connected and rooted and directed In what you want more than what God wants So because of that Your fruit will look spotted and tinged with your desire Which won't look appetizing to God Just like Cain's sacrifice wasn't appetizing to God You'll be withering You won't know why everything in your life is falling apart The minute you touch it, it looks so nice before you touched it. And everything you do will exist, but will not prosper. Your house that you bought, it will exist, but it won't prosper. It won't be an extension of the kingdom of God. I'll walk in it and it won't be on earth as it is in heaven. It'll be on earth as it is in earth. Your home won't be an oasis in the desert. It'll be a part of the desert. Sometimes the harshest part of the desert. Your relationships won't be teeming with life. They'll be dry and barren. There's still relationships. Most people are so caught up in just having, they don't even look and think what they have. Most people are so caught up in having they don't think about what they actually have. Sit for a second. I'm going to tell you. Your boy, I was sitting and talking to a woman. And I stood there for a second. She was looking somewhere else. And I sat and just looked at her. And as I was sitting and looking at her, I realized that I was seeing her in her truest form. I was, for a second, I was sober enough to see who she really was. And to see, and seeing who she really was, it exposed what I really was there for. Sober you. Sober you. Sober you. And you have these realizations and you say, you know what? My roots ain't grounded. Where it need to be Heart's not focused Where it need to be I'm not planted How I should be I'm withering And so eager to connect Other people to our withering ways So so eager Misery loves company But I'm going to tell you Misery has a way of disguising its misery so it can make sure you're a part of its company. Misery loves company. And y'all get mad. You you do get mad at your spouses when after the fact, you like, they changed. No, what happened was is that you were able to see them for who they were. But you never gave yourself pause to do that because you were so caught up And looking at you Wait a minute I was looking at the person sometimes But you was looking at them through you You was looking at them through what you want Anything gonna look good When it's through what you want You was looking through you Oh boy There's some good stuff There's some good stuff Some good stuff Psalms forty two one says as the heart panteth after the water brooks. So he's talking about deer. As the deer panteth after the water, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. Your soul resides in your mind. Said your soul is panting. Is it's, it's a way that we interact when we want. These things consume us. You've said it before. Like, Girl, I can't stop thinking about you. That's because that's what you pant for. Don't tell me you love God and that's not what you pant for. Some people be in the middle of praise and worship service panting for something other than God. They will be in worship service singing as the deer, panting after something else other than God. Ain't that ironic? I only know because that was me. Even as a songwriter, I've sat and written, written, wrote, I think it's wrote. I've sat and wrote songs that after they were written, I realized my life didn't reflect the songs I wrote. I spoke so greatly about God and so desiring and needing. There's a song I say, I can't stop my hands from lifting. My head is lifted towards the sky. Desperately, oh, Lord, I cry. I need you. Uh, oh, to to stay in that space. Involves really digging and saying, what do I need him for? Hmm. Oh, boy. What do I need him for? I need him for something other than my desires. I need him for something other than what makes me happy. I need him for something other than. Than me. I'm desperately desiring, seeking for me to please him, not for him to please me. Oh my goodness, look at the time. Episode 116 The Well. The Well, the Well, the Well, the Well. I will make the other, the, the message I preached called The well. It's a perfect companion to this. I would say listen to that first before you listen to this. This kind of perfectly goes with it. They book in each other. Um, yeah, man. Real Church Matters. I'm Forrest Hall. God bless.